everyone. Welcome to Group Text. I am finally getting to talk to someone that I have been trying to talk to for, oh no, six, seven months. But because of his schedule, he's been way too busy as the new host of The Bachelor. Hey, Jesse Palmer. Hey, I'm glad we finally get to do this. Yes, you've been you've been a busy bee. It, it was it's been a busy last couple months, yes, with the bachelor and with college football and, and everything else, but I'm glad we're finally <laughs> time now some exactly. to come up and breathe. This is great. Um, so which is harder, being an NFL quarterback or hosting the bachelor? Oh well. Being a quarterback, you're trying to avoid getting sacked by 350-pound human beings, which is always really, really tough. Um, the Bachelor, you're you're trying to avoid the drama. You're trying to avoid, you know, breaking people's hearts and, and navigating those relationships. So, like, the, the, it's just in both. You just don't want to get sacked, really, per se. <laughs> I can tell you, I can tell you with absolute certainty, though, hosting the show is probably way less stressful than actually being The Bachelor. Because you just don't have to deal with the drama. You don't have to do it. You just try to give Clayton some advice and help him get to the finish line. So that's probably the lightest lift of, of the three for sure. See, and I would think that would be the hardest because you're not just dealing with your drama on being The Bachelor. You're dealing with everybody's drama. <laughs> but really Clayton's the one that has to deal with it. I, he just looks at me and you can just kind of sit there and go, I don't know what to do. Go figure it out. That's it. I can tell you what happened on my season, but Hey dude, my time's over. The hard yeah, you, work is done. You're <laughs> like, your, mm, you got to hand the roses out now, buddy. Do you I'm worry done. about giving bad advice? Cause oh, I give terrible advice. Oh yeah. Oh, of course I do. I mean like the, the pressure on me is, is trying to help, trying to help Clayton out here. And, and the thing, I just know how bad he wants to get married and how bad he wants to have a family. Like it really, really means something to him. There's no ulterior motive for Clayton on the show. Like he's not trying to grow his Instagram following. He's probably not going to be on Dancing with the Stars. And when we watched him on Michelle's season of The Bachelorette, when he talks about wanting to get married and having a family, he cries about it. Like he gets really emotional. He's like just hulking football player who breaks down because he wants it so badly. And when you're the guy in charge of trying to help him get there, that's that's when I feel the most pressure. Because obviously I had my own experience on the show back in 2004, and I can lean on that and try to give him some guidance. But at the end of the day, this is really his journey. And I just know how much pressure he puts himself under to find this. And I just know how bad he wants it. And so, yes, to answer your question, there is a lot of pressure on me because I, I, I want to help him get there way I can. I don't want to give bad advice. Oh, I was going to say, it gives you new respect for your head coaches. Very true. Except they got paid millions and millions of dollars. But you get great clothing. So, you know, it's all, it's, it's, it's all a balance. It's, yeah, it's give and take. That's so give and true. take, give and yeah. take. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to get back to The Bachelor, but I was going through your resume and it is eclectic, kind of like mine. So you, Bachelor isn't your first hosting job. You hosted Daily Mail TV. You've been a broadcaster for ESPN, a contributor for Good Morning America, and my personal favorite, the host three times of the holiday baking championship on Food right. Network. How much weight did you gain yeah. on that show? So much weight. <laughs> Thank you for asking. I bought a Peloton. I mean, it was just like totally needed it. 
um, see, back in the day when I started hosting that show, I would only get to taste the, the yummy stuff, the really delicious stuff. Nancy Fuller, one of our judges, would always kind of give me the eye and be like, you want to eat commercial? You need to come over here and do this. Now I'm at the table and I get a full like helping of every dessert. I mean, you're, you're going through like 27 desserts twice a day. And I'm doing my best to, to try to work it off. But man, I have a sweet tooth and I can't say no. And so absolutely, I put on at least five to 10 pounds per, per season. I mean, it's absolutely. crazy. And there's got to be stuff that's just disgusting. There's stuff that you, there's stuff that, let's just say, it looks better than it tastes. Yes, I. we have all been there. Now, do you cook or bake? How did this? Uh, I'm really good at ordering food. But you and I and have tasting. something in in, in co- Does your <laughs> wife cook? Emily's amazing. She's an amazing cook. She's great at baking. So I'm super, super lucky. And she loves to do it. Uh, I'm an I'm an incredible dishwasher. We, we totally have a, 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 a plan in the kitchen. And we know where our roles are. We know what we got to do. Uh, I'm such a big foodie. I just love, love, love food. Yeah. Always. A little divide and conquer action in the kitchen. Divide and conquer. <laughs> divide, yes, divide and conquer. There's, there, yeah, there's no animosity. Everybody chips in. Meritocracy. Got to love that. Um, how did you land the bachelor job? Did you have to audition? I mean, obviously you were a known quantity from being right. the bachelor and you had a ton of hosting experience. Yeah. Are you asking how I was the bachelor or the host of the bachelor? Well, the host of the bachelor. I think we can figure out that you were on the bachelor because you were a great pick and someone really interesting to have on the show. I, I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so at least. Uh, with respect to hosting, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously I, I can't speak to the, the, the conversations that were happening at, at the executive level and the real decision makers in the process. Obviously I think having been the bachelor played a big role in that. I think it was a unique opportunity to have a host that, that could use that experience to try to guide um, the lead and Clayton on, on his journey. Um, you know, I think 15 years of, of TV experience and hosting experience certainly helped. I, I've hosted shows within the, the Bachelor Nation franchise before, including The Proposal and other shows on ABC, like The Ultimate Surfer this past year. I think more than anything, I'm just a big fan of the franchise. I'm a part of Bachelor Nation. And, and for all these years, I've been watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. And I think something that hopefully was conveyed to the decision makers from, from my standpoint was just how passionate I was about this and, and how much I wanted to do this job. And so when I finally got the call, um, it was just so exciting to get this opportunity and, and to be alongside Clayton on his journey. I mean, again, going to your experience, you have to be able to see, cause you're seeing everything this time from like, you know, the, the 30,000 foot, you know, view. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can you see drama coming? Yes, absolutely. You know, I, I try to be as present as possible. I try to always be there, kind of seeing everything and what's happening. Um, and you you definitely can see it. And like, listen, anyone that watches the show knows it's inevitable and it's going to happen. And it usually doesn't take very long to kind of get heated up and get going. But um, there are a lot of things that I see getting stirred up that he's not totally yet aware of and he's kind of taken aback and shocked by the drama at first because he was never expecting it i think what's really unique and interesting about this season so far 
there there is a lot of drama, but it's, it's coming from a lot of different places, though. I mean, you know, you got Cassidy and and Sierra. You know, she told Sierra that she's got her friends with benefits back home, and so Sierra brings that information to Clayton, and now he's trying to decide if if Cassidy's there for the right reasons or not, and and how is that going to affect his decision? Might he take the rose back that he gave her on the group date? But then there's Shanae and Elizabeth off to the side over here. And they're they're in their own little thing, and and that's that's kind of setting off the house. The other women are getting angry, they're losing time with Clayton, and now he has to kind of navigate that as well. So he's sort of getting hit by drama on different fronts right now. Like he's he's having to deal with with a whole lot. I mean, he had three women self eliminate themselves before the very first rose ceremony on the first episode. The first rose that Clayton offered a woman was rejected. He did it before they even got to the mansion. So his self-doubt's kind of creeping in on him right now, too. And, and he has to sort of try to compartmentalize and process all this at the same time. It's really, really tough. I mean, there's got to be moments where you're just like, no, you know, where you see. <laughs> do it. Keep the run. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> I've yeah. seen crazy. Like I'm having PTSD <laughs> from my season. No. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. That's that's <laughs> <laughs> on the on the outside I'm trying to be all stoic and hosty. Interesting. Well, how does mm-hmm. that make you feel? What are you gonna do? And on the inside, I'm like, oh my god. You're like, dude. Run! Open your eyes. <laughs> Get out of there now. Pretty much. <laughs> That's got to be so hard. That's got to. I can't imagine how difficult it is, especially to be uh, not on camera and be like, "Dude, Clayton, yeah. step like into my contact. trailer." Yeah, like blink, blink twice if you need help. Yeah, like kind of thing. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you're there. You want to help him, but you can't do it for him. He's got to figure his own way through it all. And that's. That's that's kind of the hardest part for him and for me, too. Did you see, Sierra, did you see it coming that she was going to rat out Cassidy? I mean, I, I knew they had the conversation out by the pool when they were back at the house kind of chilling out. And, you know, there were there were some discussions sort of happening in the house uh, amongst the women. I mean, here's the thing. Cassidy's pretty bold. And she's really confident. I mean, you can kind of see that. Um, she, she's she's telling Clayton how she feels. She's also showing Clayton how she feels. I think the confidence is rubbing some of the other women the wrong way. So it wasn't, well, I'll put it this way. It wasn't overly surprising that someone was going to bring something up to Clayton at some point. Real. I mean, yeah, again, you, you've got this sort of bird's eye view. What moment so far has made your jaw drop? Um, well, when I found out about what happened, uh, with Sally before any of the women got to the mansion, that to me was surprising because that had never happened before. Yeah. She went and saw Clayton and basically dropped the bomb on him saying, Hey, like that was the day that she was supposed to get married. It got called off. She was having mixed feelings about it. She wasn't sure if she, she could go on. Um, and for, for, you know, you know, poor Clayton, his first, his first moment, first tough decision literally gets sprung on him out of the blue camera shows up at his door and you know he's sort of blindsided by that and then to have the, the rose rejected i thought oh my gosh that's like throwing an interception on the first play of a football game 
I mean, you have to somehow get your head around it, try to try to forget it and, and move on and keep your focus. And we're, we're kind of at another point right now, I'd say, where he's come to find me to ask if he if anyone has ever taken a rose back before um, his situation with Cassidy, because I, I was really curious to see how he was going to handle that. I think there were a lot of a lot of bachelors in the past that in that situation, they probably would have just sort of let it bleed into the next week. And be like, okay, well, I already gave her the rose. Uh, I'll address this with her at the next group date or the next one-on-one date and get to the bottom of this. Uh, to Clayton's credit, he came and found me right away. And he was like, look, I wanna, I'm going to do this now. I want to know. Like, I, ne- I don't really watch the show. Has anyone ever done this before? Is the precedence to doing this? Am I completely going off the rails if I take this rose back? Should I take the rose back? What do you think? Um, you know, did anything like this happen on your season? Um, I'm, having, I'm having doubts. Help me out. And so this is another moment now where I'm kind of like, wow, okay. Like I'm learning about him as we go along as well. And I think it's, you know, I applaud him for wanting to, to sort of deal with it in the moment. That's, that's the kind of guy he is. And he's going to have to keep doing that moving forward. It, it, it It's interesting to me um, how much of a therapist the job is. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think I'm learning that you have to wear a lot of different hats along yeah. the way. Um, sometimes you're, you're a confidant. Sometimes you're a sounding board. Um, I find myself a lot of the time playing cheerleader because again, I just really sincerely like Clayton and I want him to find what he's, what he's looking for. Um, and, and I just want him to be happy. And then other times you're right. It is, it is therapist. You, you have to be a good listener and you have to hear them out and, try to try to you know at times be sympathetic be empathetic rely on my past experiences and give him advice and guidance to help him get back on track you're absolutely right there's a lot of different hats i, I wasn't i wasn't kind of prepared or ready to kind of have to to take different hats on and mm-hmm. off and also know wh- which hat to put on at what time if that makes any sense it it's, makes it's, it makes total sense because yeah, it's, it's really tricky you have to drive the bus but make sure all the passengers are, are strapped in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sort of, you know, the, the, and the other thing is to kind of know when to give it. Like I told Clayton in the beginning, I don't want to be overbearing. Like, I don't want to be the host who's always kind of like in your, in your hip pocket, just always being there and like, well, you know, on my season of the bachelor, this thing happened. And I said this, or I think you should do this young whippersnapper. Like I really want him to sort of, do this on his own. And, and if he wants advice, ask for it, please. And I'll be happy to give it to him. But this is about Clayton. Right. This is about his story, his journey. He is so deserving of this opportunity. And he's put so much pressure on himself. He's so optimistic and hopeful that his person is there. It's about him. And my job is to guide him in any way, shape, and form I can. So it's also kind of knowing, hey, it's not about me. I'm not showing up in every scene. If you want to come find me, come find me because I'm there and I'm watching and, and I'm ready to step in when you need me. But, but you know, that's, that's another, another part about this is kind of understanding the timing of, of when you're needed and, and not, to, not, to, not to be too much and make it about myself because it's not about me. I mean, it's really fascinating and it must be so interesting for you to see it from the other side. Also, what actually goes into the production. Because there's I, a, I a, yeah. I say most people don't 
you know, realize a lot of people do what goes on behind the scenes to get the show on the air. Oh my gosh. It's such a massive production. I, I've never worked on a TV show that had, that had this much manpower uh, behind it. I mean, it's amazing. Um, there's so many talented people behind the scenes putting this thing together and they're taking thousands and thousands of hours of footage and trying to encase it into, you know, a two hour episode with commercial breaks is really beyond me. And also connect the dots and the stories because there, there's 30 individual stories happening around Clayton. And at the end of the day, it's, it's putting that together to tell the true story of, of his love story and, and where he gets. Um, but I mean, we're, we're going to the airport. I mean, we're traveling around the world and there's, there's literally hundreds of people. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a massive getting production. Getting on these planes and taking over these hotels <laughs> and bringing all their equipment and not sleeping and sacrificing their, their lives at home with their, their wives and husbands and, and children to, to make this show what it is. I mean, it's, it is absolutely amazing what everybody does behind the scenes. That the real, the real heroes of the show are the people that you never get to see on camera. They're they're just incredible. Do you have any desire to produce? And I, I'm asking because I was already producing when I did Celebrity Apprentice, uh -huh. and it was like a masterclass for me in production. I would step back every day and look at all the different moving pieces. Mm -hmm. And it made me a better producer by getting to watch all this. Do, yeah. do, you, do you see that in your future? That's a great question. I, I would love to try that at some point. It, it's true. I mean, if we put it that way, The Bachelor is really kind of a great, um, a great model for seeing how, how much work really has to go into a show like this. I think for me going in, when I was The Bachelor, I just kind of thought there was one decision maker in the production room with a bunch of TV screens, and they were just giving everybody orders and telling them what to do. Um, where in reality, there, there are multiple producers, and there's multiple executive producers, and they're having to meet for hours, days in advance of these dates to try to get a, a grip on, on laying everything out. And, and where this story could go, it's really overwhelming and impressive. And um, I, I think that the really interesting thing and the fun thing to me, I don't know how you feel, is the creative behind it all. I think it'd be so much fun to kind of get involved in that and think about here's some cool dates or here's an interesting twist we could have on a future season that's never happened before on the show that could make it feel fresh for viewers at home. Have you, did, you ever, did you ever look at the creative side as something that was really interesting? Uh, absolutely. And I went through that also on the red carpet was, as I used to say, great job. That was really good. Now, how can we do it better? Yeah. You know, you take a few days to go, okay, here's what went right. Here's what went wrong. Now, how do we top that? Or what elements yeah. can we add? And I know for me, especially in hindsight, watching The Apprentice season and all that, is how to know which storylines are compelling. Which, when you're doing the show and editing the show, is incredibly difficult to know oh gosh. which are going to pay out. So the creative side is, is, is so interesting. Do you feel like this is going to send you a little bit on a, another creative path? 
I hope so. Yeah, like, listen, it's it's so inspiring hearing you say all that too. I, I love that thought of like always needing to improve and move forward, never sort of rest on your laurels, regardless of how successful it is. You know, it's funny being on The Bachelor opened up so many doors for me professionally. Um, you know, with baking or GMA or Daily Mail or whatever it was. Um, and and who knows? Who knows this time around? I mean, obviously for now, I'm just really, really focused on this season and doing the best job I can to help out Clayton in this role right now. And and who knows? I mean, I, it, it, I never knew back when I was the Bachelor that I was going to have a career on television. <laughs> I don't know now. You know, I've never seemed to know what I'm doing five years out. But, but um, I, what I do know is more than ever, I have a, a much more profound appreciation for producers and editors because uh, it is really incredible work um, that they do. It really is. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's fascinating to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think Clayton's going to find love? He's so sweet, and I feel like his poor little ego has taken so many body blows. Mm, Clayton's a tough guy. He, he's a football player and he's, you know, he's played football. We've been in big stadiums before where people have yelled really, really bad things at us before. And, and, and people have said really, really nasty things. And so he's, he's got really, really thick skin. He's Clayton is so, so sweet and so genuine and so down to earth and he's humble and he's got great values and, and he's just so optimistic and so hopeful. And so just like you, I mean, I, I hope he does too. And and because I just don't think anybody's more deserving of this of this opportunity than he is, and I know how much this matters to him, and we're all going to kind of go on this journey with him. And these episodes uh, coming up on Monday nights on ABC and, and streaming on Hulu, he's he's got it all in front of him. He's got an amazing, uh, diverse cast of women to choose from. He's got some tough decisions coming up, that's for sure. Um, but you know, outside of his family, I don't know if there's anybody that wants him to find this more than me. I just getting to know the guy. Uh, I, I just know what, what this means for him at, at the end of this journey. Um, I know that I personally am rooting for him. I think all of America is rooting for him because his warmth comes through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, 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 he really is as sweet and genuine as he, as he comes across. He's just, he's so real and just so down to earth. Um, I would be remiss because I'm a football junkie. So this is totally for me. Uh, we're approaching Super Bowl. Yes, we are. Now, my yes, beloved Eagles, Ugh. once again, are out. That's okay. We'll live to fly <laughs> another day. As painful fly, as it fly. might be. Fly, fly Eagles, Eagles fly. fly. Who are you seeing going all the way? Well, let me first say this. Um, I feel for you. I'm, I'm sorry your Eagles are out. But I think I can say I'm sorry you're an Eagles fan, which is usually no, what people well, say. Listen, I, I'm a former New York Giant, so I can never cheer for the Eagles. But at least you get to go to the playoffs. Well, you guys have kind of gone to the playoffs too, but I, I, underst- I understand what you're it's saying. It's been a minute for us. Like it's been a 10 year minute for us. I was at the Super Bowl and I was at the Super Bowl in Indianapolis when the Giants won. Ooh, okay. So, so we do have a couple Super Bowls on our resume since 2007. So we're still kind of clinging on to that. Uh, who do I think is going to go to the Super Bowl? So I think finally, this is the year for the Buffalo Bills. I really do. And Bill's Mafia deserves it. I mean, they've come so close. Uh, Back in the Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas years. Um, They're deserving of it. Josh Allen's playing so well at quarterback. They have the best defense in the NFL. I feel like this has to be the year. And then in the NFC, how do you bet against Tom Brady? Like, how can you bet against that guy ever? 
Everyone thinks the Green Bay Packers are going. They have an amazing team. Aaron Rodgers has been sensational. And the path of the Super Bowl is going to go through Lambeau Field and the frozen tundra. But Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, just he he beat them last year. He beat the Packers in the NFC title game on the road. I know there's some injury concerns on offense, but the defense is getting healthy. I think it's going to be Tampa Bay versus Buffalo in the Super Bowl in LA. And if I had to pick today, I think the Buffalo Bills are going to win their first ever Super Bowl. I think which this would, is the season. Which would be amazing for them. Yes, it's always nothing is more terrifying, I think, for an opposing team than going into the fourth quarter with the Brady's team down by two touch by two touchdowns. That's or 18 that's, points. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that's, it is. Whatever it is. That's like, oh crap. <laughs> this is not good for us. You're you're not safe until there's three zeros on the clock. And exactly. You know it's over because that dude is never out of the game. You're so right. Yeah, it's 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 terrifying. And uh, one last NFL question before I let you go. It's been a fascinating season. It's the first time I can remember in quite a while that there's been such sort of parity through the whole NFL. All yeah. these games, not, you know, very few blowouts, no shoe in anywhere, tons yeah. of games going to overtime. Um, do you think they finally, after all these years, have got, have spread the wealth finally right I think so. I think you're right. I think this era of football is unique because there are kind of things in place to sort of try to assist that parity you're talking about. I think the draft model is really good where the worst teams get to pick first the following year. I think the salary cap being even across all teams certainly helps that the free agent market and the way that's set up kind of lends to it too. You know, it's true. It's like, you know, they're, they're really, we haven't seen a quote unquote dynasty really kind of since, I guess the Patriots, when Tom Brady was there, they were going, they were going a bunch. We do have to keep in mind that Tom Brady is once in a generation. And yes. so we're, we're all still sort of living in Tom Brady's world. And it doesn't seem to matter where he's playing. His team is competing for a Super Bowl. But it's better for the sport when there's parity, don't you think? Oh, I mean, if, fan bases. Are, I mean, imagine the Eagles a couple of years ago. If you had told me Nick Foles is going to lead the Eagles to and they're going to beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, I would have told you you were crazy. I would have told you the same, by the way, I would have told you the same thing the day of the game. Okay. I would have told you the same thing. Literally in the fourth quarter, I would have told you the same thing. That's right. And like, it's so great. Listen, as a Giants fan, it's hard to say this, but Eagles fans are amazing fans and they deserved that moment. And like the fact that the Chiefs are now good and they're going to the Super Bowl and they got Patrick Mahomes, like how great is that for them? It's amazing. It's good for the sport. I, I, I hope the NFL keeps going this way. I really right. do. I mean, look at Josh Allen this year. Amazing. Amazing. You know, just watching him grow. And for Bill's Mafia, all the heartbreak they've had to get through, if they could go out to SoFi Stadium in LA and have that opportunity, that experience, the more power to them. I mean, even like the Raiders came back from all the the crazy and and played amazing. Played a no team probably had to get through more than they did this season, and, yeah. and that that was one of the, the feel good stories of the NFL. You're right. Like, listen, I I got to put my my allegiance and my loyalty aside sometimes. Just as a fan of football, just appreciate what we get to see every week. Now it's really great. Jesse Palmer, thank you so much. You are doing a phenomenal job on The Bachelor, and I so appreciate your time. Ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> 